Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. I'm very happy to announce the extension of our podcast sponsorship, the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach. Dr. Sturette is a movement and mobility coach for players in the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA, plus a doctor of physical therapy. Kelly has created a program called Virtual Mobility Coach. And if you haven't tried this, you got it. It's so simple. Every day, Virtual Mobility Coach gives you the guided videos and walks you through it step by step using Kelly's proven techniques to relieve pain, improve range of motion, and improve performance. Since coming on board as a sponsor, I've had a lot of listeners, including my own clients, my own athletes, who have been using these protocols on a daily basis, and we have seen an increase in recovery from training session to training session. What does that let me do as a coach? It lets me train them a little harder. It lets me push them a little bit harder. So you got to try it. It's completely free for two weeks. If you decide to continue, you can get an additional 10% off for life. You just have to use the promo code PROJECT10. Again, the promo code is PROJECT10 to use the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach a sponsor of the Project Fitness Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast, 10-Minute How-Tos. And in 10 minutes, I'm going to teach you how to live longer. Living longer is a very popular subject today. People are always looking for the ins and outs and things they can do to extend life. The first thing I want to go over is the quality of life. There's a major difference between lifespan and health span. If I said to you, you can take this pill, and you will live to be 100 years old. But for the last 20 years of your life, you're going to make some pains. You're going to look awful. You're going to feel awful. You're not going to have your independence. You're not going to have your mobility. You'll rely on someone else to take care of you. Would you want that? Most people would say no. Now, if I said your health span will allow you to live to be 100 years old, and you'll be able to do all the things you normally do, and you'll be able to minimize any of that stuff I mentioned before, everyone would probably say yes. Well, there is a way to do that. There's a way to maximize your health span over your lifespan. In the last few months, I've read a few different books on this topic, and it's been very interesting to me, and I've been expanding and trying out different things. One of my favorite books is Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To by David Sinclair, PhD. So he's a professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School. Time Magazine named him one of the most 100 most influential people in the world in 2014 and top 50 people in the world in healthcare in 2018. So he studied everything, ins and outs. I mean, the guy looks like the fountain of youth. He's in his 50s. He looks my age or younger. So obviously he's doing something. Recently, I had um, Dr. Sandra Kaufman uh, on the podcast. She was on the most recent episode and she talked about the same concepts, living longer and how to. She mentioned that she takes 52 different supplementations on a daily basis to try to change her, her genes, her biochemistry, everything that allows her to prevent disease and live longer. So myself, I've, through a consultation, I'm getting some lab work done. I'm taking a look at where my body currently is. I'm going to try a different protocol recommended by her and see what can happen. But there's a couple other things you could do if you don't want to go that route to live longer. So the first thing you want to do to live longer is you want to avoid overeating. Now, I know what everyone's thinking right now. What about, you know, the barbecues? What about the social events? What about the buffets? I'm not saying don't overeat 
ever. I'm just saying try to minimize the amount of overeating that you do. There is a lot of research that shows that calorie intake and longevity are related. Whether you were picking or whether you are a mouse ingesting uh, high amounts of food or you're a human ingesting high amounts of food. When we look at studies and we look at body mass index and longevity, one of the common things that sticks out the most is people who have a low BMI live longer. They just do. You don't normally hear someone who has, you know, body fat percentage in the 40s or someone whose BMI is in the high 30s live to be over the age of 90. Having extra calories on a regular basis and always overeating leads to extra body weight. Extra body weight wears down the body over time. It's harder on your digestive system. It's harder on your organs, it's harder on your joints. And as you start to break down, you speed up death. You can speed up death by exhausting your current skeletal structure, by exhausting your organs, by exhausting your heart. Your heart only has so many beats from the day you're born to the day you die. And again, calorie restriction may help reduce excess body fat, belly fat, again, also things that are associated with shorter lifespans. So you want to reduce the amount of overeating that you do. And a simple tip you can do on that one, and this is one that I prescribe to a lot of clientele, is when they're going to have that super big meal, they're going to go out and have a social event in the evening, they're going to go to that buffet. I always suggest to them to skip a meal, reduce one meal of the day. If they're going to go out at night, I might suggest push back your breakfast. Don't have breakfast. Your first meal is at lunch. I might suggest have your breakfast and skip your lunch. David Sinclair's book talks a lot about time-restricted eating or fasting, which is very popular these days. And it worked quite well from a longevity standpoint, as long as your window is short. So you're eating within about an eight-hour period. And then also, as long as you don't overeat during that time period. So another thing you can do is you can try out turmeric. I was on the fence about this one here. Uh, I read a bunch of stuff on turmeric years ago. And I said, this okay, this is going to be an anti-aging strategy. Like turmeric is a phenomenal option. It's, it's a spice. It's a potent bioactive compound. Also known as like curcumin. And it was all these good things about it. So I started doing it. And then I read up a little bit on how some people's bodies don't respond really well to it. But the majority of the the reading that I that I did, I found that it is an antioxidant, a very powerful antioxidant, and because it has anti-inflammatory properties, it's helped to like maintain brain function, heart function, lung function, and then protect against certain types of cancers that are also age-related. It's linked to increased lifespan in insects and mice when they do it in studies. And I know I'm not an insect, not a grasshopper, I'm not a mouse, but if it works on them, like. I'm okay with trying it for me. There's no human studies that are currently available that I'm aware of. So if anyone's listening to this and you are aware of human studies and life and lifespan, then please, hey, send them over. Send them over to me. I'd be interested in reading that. The other thing that, that tends to come up quite frequently is eating plenty of healthy plant foods. Now, this is a tough one because for some people, plant foods do have toxins in them and in high amounts, it can actually cause people to be a little bit sick, believe it or not. Some people out there believe that uh, seed oils are one of the things that are causing skin cancer. And then some people out there would also argue the opposite and say that people who have a high plant, high vegetarian-based diet will live longer. Now, I think it also might be because if someone does eat that lifestyle, that's how they eat on a regular basis, they're not consuming you know, a lot of other foods. So most people I know who are vegetarian, who are vegan, they eat pretty healthy. They don't eat a bunch of junk food. They don't drink a bunch of alcohol. They don't eat a bunch of trans fat or fried foods, a bunch of sugars. 
they don't. So their BMI is in a good position. Um, they're not overweight. So that might be one of the reasons that let, let people live a longer life. What it also does is it really fills you up. You know, there is a lot of volume of food with very low calories. If you take a bowl, a popcorn bowl of Brussels sprouts, and you ate that whole thing, you might have 200, 210 calories. Compare that to Halloween was, you know, two weeks ago where I am right now. So two of those little candy bars, you're looking at 210 calories. So when you compare the two, I mean, if you have two mini candy bars, you definitely want more. You're not going to stop just at two. But to sit down and actually have an entire bowl of Brussels sprouts, you're not going to want to have anything else. And you're probably not even going to be able to have that. So high amounts of vegetable will keep you from eating other things. It will also keep you from having a high caloric intake. It'll actually keep you fuller longer. So it's a great way to keep your BMI in a good position, your body fat percentage in a good position and not overeat on other things. Staying physically active. This is exercise. It does not have to be in the gym setting. This can be on a daily uh, routine, whether you go for walks, whether you have a, a routine around your neighborhood, whether you play a sport, but being active on, on the daily. What you read a lot about now is steps. Everyone's always talking about getting these steps and steps and steps and well, the steps correlate to movement and the movement correlates to activity and activity correlates to caloric expenditure and keeping your body healthy through movement. And the longer you're doing that, the more likely you're going to be living. As few as like 15 minutes a day can help you achieve some of those benefits, which, you know, some research has even shown just 15 minutes a day can add an additional three years to your life. That's a lot of work for only three years. So what I would suggest is having a high intensity, short amount. There's a good book out there um, called The Four Minute Workout. And in The Four Minute Workout, they look at how to do physical activity for four minutes a day and to maximize all the benefits on cardiorespiratory health. So sometimes if you don't have time to do a lot of exercise, it's high intensity for a short duration. And depending on your fitness level, this could be just walking really fast. If you already, already don't do a lot of physical activity, walking fast can be enough. I can't get over and emphasize how much being physically active can lead to living a longer life. A recent uh, review or study reviewed observed the 22% lower risk of elderly death in individuals who exercised, even though they didn't even reach the recommendation of 150 minutes per week. So that's pretty important information. People who hit the 150 minute recommendation were at 28% less likely to die early. What's more is the number was 35% for those who exercise beyond 150 minutes per week. So if you fall in that category where you are exercising an hour a day, an hour a day, four days a week, then you are part of that 35 percentile of people who are going to live beyond or are not going to be dying early. Last one here. Don't smoke. Just, just don't smoke. Smoking is one of the worst things. You know, smoking is linked to everything revolving around early death. You can look at someone, you can tell that they smoke. People who smoke can lose up to 10 years of their life and are three times more likely to die prematurely based on people who have never smoked before. I would even believe that it'd be higher than that. It's never too late to quit either. One study reports that individuals who quit smoking by the age of 35 can prolong their lives up to eight and a half years. So if you've been smoking for the first 20 years of your life, and you're like, hey, you know, it's over for me. No, 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 you can still extend your lifespan by quitting now. 
So I highly suggest anyone who is a regular smoker, it's not cool anymore. There's different ways to get out of it. My mom was hip, hip, uh, she did hypnosis to quit smoking. My dad was told you have to quit smoking. So he just decided to quit smoking. So there's, there's ways around it, but even people in their sixties could add up to four years of your life. And you got to remember that it, it, it's the quality of your life that you're going to want to have. It's not so much about how long have you been alive, but how do you want those last few years to be? I'll add an extra one here. It's about being happy and avoiding chronic stress and anxiety. Now that's a lot in a little, what I mean by that is in the, the, this COVID thing really showed a lot of people what they do for work and if they enjoy it. I know a lot of people have quit their jobs. They moved on to other things. They realize that they can be happy, maybe make a little less money, but the happiness is more important to them. And they're looking at their lives through that lens. And you know, research shows that avoiding things like chronic stress, anxiety, being happy can increase your lifespan. So there's one study showed that women suffering from stress and anxiety are reported up to two times more likely to die from heart disease, stroke, or lung cancer. Similarity of risk of premature is up to three times higher for anxious or stressed men compared to their more relaxed counterparts. So easy ways to go around this is sit back and look at what you actually do for work. And do you have to do that for work? Is there other ways to, to make an income to survive? Are you purposely scheduling activities that make you happy? Are you scheduling things to help with your mental health? This could be exposure to nature. This could be learning to have conversations with your loved ones. This could be working through some of your own demons that you have, getting a little bit uncomfortable. There are ways around that. But if you can live a more happier and lower stress life, you're going to be in a better position. To summarize here, if we want to live longer, we need to, we need to avoid overeating. We want to try out high antioxidant-based things like turmeric. We want to be eating more vegetables than we probably think we need. We want to be staying physically active. Even if it's a daily five-minute walk or 10-minute walk, you want to be physically active doing something. And then lastly, you want to prioritize your happiness by reducing chronic stress and anxiety, looking at your overall life and making sure that you're scheduling things to do that address those issues. Thank you for listening to the Project Fitness 10-Minute How to Live Long. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.